You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But Quentin Mayo, we talked to Utah football. Let's talk a little Michigan football. They're over under win total this season is nine and a half. If you like the over, it's a minus 145. If it's the under, they are a plus 120. Unlike Utah, Michigan has a very, very, very easy non-conference no, schedule. Uh, you're selling it short. I, I mean, <laughs> Say very a not few enough, more times. Not enough varies. Did a three-year-old come up with this schedule? I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, what the heck is he going to be playing? Are they going to play the hip-hop Harrys this year? The Fighting Blues Clueses? Huh, are they going to play the, the Fighting Clifford, the Big Red Dogs, week eight after Indiana? I, truly, Quentin, I don't know if I've ever seen a non-conference schedule this easy for like a program to Michigan's caliber. Colorado State, Come on, man. Hawaii, who Come just on. lost by 50 to Vanderbilt. And that's not an exaggeration. Like The score was 63-10. They lost by 53. You stayed up for that, PJ. I want you to remember. <laughs> every, I told you I was going to Every see minute of it. And UConn, they play UConn in week three. UConn might be the worst team in Division One. UConn almost won. Week <laughs> they were one. up fourteen nothing. Hey, hey, man! They I'm, covered. They, they covered, covered PJ, for me. I was at the crib, like, wait, did we undervalue UConn this? You know, we didn't undervalue them, but man, that was scary. This is a scary start to Week Zero football. So UConn or UConn, Michigan's gonna get off to a three and zero start, Quinn. But as we know, they play in the Big Ten East. Their division is brutal. They get Ohio State. Michigan State, Penn State, they get no favors this season. Their crossover games are against Iowa. They also get Maryland Week 4, Q, and we know Maryland's going to have one of the best offenses in the Big Ten this year. Mm-hmm. Little Tua, Talia slinging that thing around, Rakeem Jarrett, Dante Demas. Uh, they got Jacob Copeland coming over from Florida. Their receivers are excellent. Maryland's got a good offense. Week 5, they have to travel to Iowa anytime you go into Kinnick Stadium especially when you're going to be a top 10 team like Michigan will be going to be a raucous environment. Then they get the back-to-back home games against Penn state and Michigan state. I think they're going to lose one of those Michigan's due for one dud at home every year. They're they're just about due for one every year. And then at Ohio state week 12, a rematch game for the Buckeyes, they're going to lose that. So Michigan, we know is going to lose at least one game to Ohio state. The question is, are they going to lose two more? That is the question. PJ, I think they I think this team is gonna have a rub go of it because I mean that defensive line obviously takes a major step back. Mm-hmm. They, they do. lost who? Uh Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson and you have my other guy. Ajabo. Ajabo. Who's on the Ravens, yeah. Of course he's a Raven now, and I love that pick for Q, they accounted them. for like twenty five of their thirty four sacks. It's last all that season. defensive <laughs> line had, dog. I, I say it all the time. When I saw Michigan play at Penn State. I was ex- exclusively almost watching the trenches until I saw uh, Jahan Dotson for Penn State, who's now a Washington commander, yes, catch every pass that was thrown his way there from 40-year-old Sean Clifford. But back to the <laughs> trenches. Uh, that defensive line was a-, a good challenge to every single team, obviously. Um, but now they do take a step back. Can they uh, improve their defensive line? That's going to be their biggest liability. If not, it could spell trouble for them, especially in the Big Ten. It has play comes up front in the Big Ten. Like that's that's what happens. You win at the line of scrimmage. They have the talent and depth up front. They have playmakers at running back, receiver. They got the pedigree at quarterback to get the job done. It's just how is that defensive line going to be able to fare against some of these other teams that do do love to run the ball a ton? Now you look at some other uh, Big Ten teams that they're going to play. Michigan State's running game not going to be the same, of course, because no Kenneth, uh, no Kenneth Walker. 
uh, there. Uh, Ohio State, will they, well, that at game at the end of the season is going to be a marquee game. Are they going to be as prolific offensively? Probably, as they yeah, were last I year. I think they will be. Uh, so, Illinois, I mean, they got a few games against some teams, especially early. Iowa loves to run the ball. In, Maryland's going to spread it out a little bit more through the air. Penn State this year, hey, I know Sean Clifford's going to want to throw it a ton, but still, it's Sean Clifford. His arm might be ready to fall off. That defensive line just has to step up. So I think it's going to be a tough year for them. I I, I think it's going to be a rough go of it. I know their schedule is easy, but a bunch of Big Ten uh, you know, games. I, I can see two or three losses in the Big Ten, and I, I would just have to stay away. That's not going to get them a, a repeat of their performance in Indiana or Indy last year if you lose in two or three in the, in the Big Ten. So I would say no. I'll probably take the under. Or stay away from the Yeah, line. it's a stay away from me. I'm glad you brought up that Illinois game in Week 11, which is the game right before Ohio State. That's going to yeah. be a trap game for Michigan. Look at his spot. Illinois went on the road last season and beat Penn State the week before Ohio State. They're the kind of team, especially late in the season, Brett Bielma's teams when he was at Wisconsin, now that he's at Illinois, when he was at Arkansas, his teams always got good the later you go in the season. Illinois was a good team later in the season. Last year, they played people tough. I think that could be a tricky game. I'm with you, Q. I don't love what Michigan's doing at the quarterback position either this year. They got two guys, Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Harbaugh said he's going to start McNamara week one, and he's going to start McCarthy week two and go from there. I don't like that. No. You know the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have you don't one. Have and I truly believe that. You need to go into the season, especially off a year, winning the Big Ten title, making a college football playoff, beating Ohio State. You need to look your team in the eye and say, this is our leader. Our this leader. is this our is quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing that. No. So I, I think that's going to be problemsome. That PJ, I'm with you there. I've never believed in that. I've never been on a team where we had two quarterbacks. Well, I was on one team where we had two quarterbacks, and it was the most stressful thing I've ever been a part of. Like, legitimately. I know it's not Division One Michigan Wolverines taking on whoever, but still I'm just like, I hope so-and-so has it tonight, or oh, I hope he's good to go, or is is that too much to, uh, to, uh, too much of a shot to his confidence that, you know, the first two drives of the game he didn't do so well, and now he's out of the game until, you know, the other quarterback messes up. Like, you're constantly adding more pressure sure. on the quarterback in that situation. Now, I know some coaches have found success over the years in a two-quarterback system. I'm personally not a fan of it. Um, and also, you look at their defense, uh, not to keep beating a dead horse, but they're on their third defensive coordinator in as many years. Jesse Minter is back there. He takes over for uh, Mike McDonald, who's now uh, the defensive coordinator for Harbaugh's brother in Baltimore, yeah, now with the Baltimore Ravens. So they just keep losing. They're losing guys. And also that backfield. I talked about the running game. It should be good, there, but they have to replace three starters from last year in the backfield. I think, of course, replacing guys is always a little overrated in terms of the talent pool that Michigan and these size of schools get to get to choose from. Um, but still, that's something that you got to keep your eyes on. New defensive coordinator, no David Ajoba, no um, Ajobo, excuse me, no Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I mean, Mike yeah, they Morris, got, Taylor Upshaw. Like, they have a couple guys in yeah. the secondary, but they're really missing some pieces like on all three levels yeah. of their defense. Up front, linebacker. Wow. The Mets just catch. made an unbelievable catch against the Dodgers oh my goodness. to keep it a 2-1 game. But Q, another thing, the Michigan, their best player last season was Ronnie Bell. He got hurt at the beginning of the year towards, uh, I think he broke his ankle or towards ACL. It was a nasty injury. He's coming back this season and the fact that Michigan is starting it's two quarterbacks now, ACL, mm-hmm. the fact that Michigan has two quarterbacks, 
like, where's the chemistry Ronnie's going to get? He's yeah. got one guy in one week. He's got another guy in another week. So I, I just, I kind of think there's too many moving parts for Michigan. And look at the rest of that receiver room too. Cornelius Johnson, three touchdowns in his career there, 40 catches, 627 yards. They got some young guys, Andro, Anthony, Roman, Wilson. They got to step up. Um, Sinrich still, I came to say, Mike Sani, I'll call him. Like, they got a, some a trio of freshmen that just came in at the wide open position, too. Like, it's going to be tough for a lot of those guys to gel immediately. Uh, but at least they have a schedule that's advantageous to their first few weeks of just getting to know each other. Yeah, and don't underestimate either the fact that Michigan is the Big Ten champs and they made it to the college football playoff. Michigan is always a game people circle oh, on their sure. calendar. But the difference is now Michigan is playing with expectations. Yeah. Like people are always expecting them to make the playoffs, but now that they've done it, they're like, oh, they've done it. You can do it again. That was my biggest question about them. And I said this last week or maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, when we're just talking about teams and talking about the college football season. I'm like, I almost feel like Harbaugh maybe hit his peak last year. Uh, finally getting to the top of the hill and achieving such a great feat. And what did we do the following week or when a couple weeks when the college football playoff came around? We fade Michigan. Yep. We made a ton of money fading Michigan because there's a letdown. And I don't I don't know if that will carry over until the season, but is there a season letdown on the horizon for Michigan after last year, especially when you have to replace a ton of talent, not be. only in the coaching staff, but on the field? Yeah, that could be a thing. So with that being said, I'll stay away, all the way away, and watch from a distance. PJ staying away as well? Staying away. All right, we're staying away, but staying alive.